Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to tell you something. Listen to this. It makes no difference what you do, where you go, or who you are. God never stops calling you his son. Oh, yes, and the father said, now, he was lost. He forgot it. He forgot who he was. He had spiritual amnesia. Oh, Lord. And every once in a while, I tell you in various words, man's only problem, and man only has one problem. I don't care how many problems you think you've got. Those are not your problem. The problem is not the problem. I don't care how many problems you have or what kind of problem you think you have. That's not the problem. Man only has one problem. He forgot who he is and is identifying himself after the flesh and not after the spirit. The spirit has no problem. The flesh has all the problems. The spirit doesn't have any cancer. Only the flesh. <laughs> the spirit doesn't lack anything. Only the flesh lacks. Listen, let me give you something right now that's going to help you to cure every problem every time one comes up from now on. Know this. Whenever you have a problem, it just means that you have temporarily forgotten who you are. You are temporarily misidentifying yourself. The son of God has no problem. The son of a gun has the problem. And God's sons have problems only because they've forgotten that they're God's son. See, God's son is not condemned. The son of a gun is condemned. The prodigal son, while he was living in son of a gun consciousness, he felt condemned. Just as low as he could be, dirty, nasty as he could be. But something in him said, I will arise. It lets you know that, listen, no matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been, there is something in you that can rise above it. So... There are two things you'd better learn to do. Stop condemning yourself and stop letting organized religion or anybody else beat you down and making you feel unworthy. Now I'm going to ask for some more confessions. How many of you have ever had organized religion and preachers make you feel guilty? How many of you have ever been beat on by religion? Everybody who's ever been beat on by religion, let's see your hand. Uh huh. I can see them sometimes. Folks come in here with their heads bloody. They've been Bible whipped. <laughs> and they keep going back every Sunday. You devil, you! You're going to hell, bam! God's gonna get you. And they keep going back for more. Some people are spiritual masochists. <laughs> All right. Guilt, conscious, unconscious, and subconscious is the root cause of all man's self-hate and self-destructive punishment-seeking. Now, that's another thing. It may surprise some people to know that unconsciously and subconsciously, every person who feels guilty is seeking punishment. Seek and you. I heard somebody say, thank you. <laughs> Good. Now you know what to do. If you have guilt in your heart, you're really an accident going somewhere to happen. If you feel condemned, you are looking for an executioner. <laughs> and you will find it in many different ways and in many different people. Amen. You'll marry one. <laughs> or you'll work for one. <laughs> or you'll find a preacher that will beat you. 
a man of mine who feels that he is guilty of sin or wrongdoing consciously and unconsciously hates himself. Now here, underline this so that you can pick this up. I'm going over this again. A man of mind who feels that he is guilty of sin or wrongdoing consciously and or unconsciously hates himself, seeks punishment and finds it in many forms, such as enemies, opposition, bad luck and victimization. The self-condemned man of mind sentences himself unconsciously to life imprisonment and hard labor. There used to be some years ago, none of you kids are old enough to remember, but there was a TV program titled, The Verdict is Yours. Every man is his own judge and jury. Whom do men say that I am? Okay, various things. Well now, Jesus is saying in effect, that doesn't matter. Who do you say that I am? (laughs) What do you say about yourself? What sentence do you pass upon yourself? Say that to the two people sitting beside you. What sentence do you pass upon yourself? What sentence do you pass upon yourself? See? You'd better issue yourself an executive pardon. And come on out of jail. And be free. To be, to do, and to have the good that you desire. But a lot of people are like that. They have sentenced themselves to life in prison. And they go around singing, oh, it's so hard to get along. Down south they had a song they called the spiritual, but it was the lowest blues about it's hard to get along. I just can't hardly get along. And another one they call a spiritual, but it's a low down dirty blues. The devil wouldn't even sing it. You know, the one that goes, I am a poor pilgrim of sorrow. Devil wouldn't sing that. Too low for the devil. Yet they sing it in church. When you say that, you sentence yourself. And then there was another one they sing sometimes, but if I can just make it in. I don't understand how people get happy with some of these songs they sing. Just, I don't mind the clothes I'm wearing. And I don't mind the way I'm faring. If I can just make it in. Make it in where? If you turn up at the pearly gates looking like that. You see, a song like that gives the mind the idea that life has to be hard. Life has to be difficult. That you have to go through hell to get to heaven. Well, that's all right. Everything be all right after a while. Over yonder. In the sweet by and by. That's how people sentence themselves to life imprisonment and hard labor. This is another reason Jesus tells us about judgment. He said, judge not, lest you be judged. Leave other people's sins alone. You are not called upon to judge other people's sins. You've got enough of your own. Straighten yours out. (laughs) It's all you can do to stay out of the flesh and to stay in the spirit, you see. You don't have to judge this, that, and the other. Stop thinking that it is your job to judge everything that goes on in the world. Oh, isn't that terrible what they're doing over there? Oh, isn't that awful what they're doing over there? You're bringing yourself under that same judgment. As I've told you this before, preachers who make it a hobby to preach about certain sins, that always gets them. I 
tell you this every once in a while. I'll never forget the first fashion show we had here, and I was backstage, and uh, there was a lady back there that I'd never met before, and she came to me. She says, oh, Reverend Ike, she says, I'm so glad to see you and to meet you. I said, when you pray your prayer for sinners, please pray for me. I looked at her, and I, uh, the spirit must have said it because the flesh didn't say this. I said, lady, I'm not interested in your sin, my sin, or nobody else's sin. And you know, one of the things that will bind sin to you and you to your sin is being so interested. Oh, what a terrible sin I have. Oh, my weakness. You ever hear people say, oh, my weak, this is my weakness. <laughs> And the more you talk about it, and you beat yourself, but oh, it's my weakness. Oh, this is my terrible weakness. <laughs> and you beat yourself for it. You flagellate yourself for it. You won't get rid of it like that. Let go and let God. In the deep subconscious, there is no condemnation but self-condemnation. Now, isn't that interesting? Let's say that. In the deep subconscious, there is no condemnation but self-condemnation. No rejection, but self-rejection. Now, every time it appears outwardly in the world that you are rejected, it is only a reflection of some deep self-rejection within you. You subconsciously rejected your own loan because way down deep you didn't want the burden of paying for it. You were afraid of debt. You know, people sometimes don't know why certain things happen. But the banker never rejects your loan. If a banker rejects your loan, it's not him. He is only your agent. He is your subconscious agent. Everybody in your life is your subconscious agent. Now that will make your belly bitter. But your mouth sweet as honey. As far as you are concerned, everybody is doing to you what you subconsciously compel or permit them to do. Everybody is our subconscious agent insofar as they concern us. They do to us what we permit or compel. There is no impoverishment but self-impoverishment, all resulting from conscious or unconscious subconscious self-hate. Any feeling of undeservedness is really self-hate at the bottom. You're really saying, I don't deserve this. I hate myself and I don't deserve that. So if there's any feeling of undeservedness in you, you'd better deal with it. That is self-hate. It's getting quiet in here. Why don't you deserve it? Tell me one reason why you don't deserve it. That's when you hook into your guilt. And that's why. You're saying, I'm a terrible person. I'm not good enough. And it would surprise you to know the millions and millions of people that have that type of subconscious self-hate. A feeling of undeservedness, which is, as they, is based on self-hate. Now, the cure to self-hate is to cross out, crucify, the negative, sinful, guilty, hating, false identity, which Paul in Romans calls what? The old man. And accept the truth of yourself, the Christ Jesus self-identity. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Say that. There is therefore now... No condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. You have to accept the Christ Jesus identity, self-identity. A man must mentally move into and live in the Christ Jesus self-consciousness. Christ Jesus, the revelation of the truth of God in us, comes to set a man, a mind, free from the prison and abuse of untruth about 
himself. The only thing that's true about me is what God says. God says I'm his beloved son in whom he is well pleased. And if I would believe that, that would save me. He that believes in the son hath life. But you see, we've been taught so many untruths about ourselves. The spirit of God hath made me. And the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Now this is the true meaning of accepting Christ, or accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. A man, a mind is saved from his false, sinful, guilty, God-hating, self-hating, lying self-identity when he sees and accepts the truth of himself. Jesus Christ, God's Son. A man, a mind must believe in the divine identity which God gave him. Thou art my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen, God has given mankind only one identity. What is that? My beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. The Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, you have no business with any other identity. There is no other name. Under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. In other words, we must accept that name, that nature, that Son of God nature. And we must live in it. And that saves us from the Son of a gun nature and all that comes to it. The more I think about what Jesus did in his work on the cross, the more I appreciate it. In general, man universally and individually suffers from a guilt complex. In my years of ministering to people and counseling with people, I found this to be like a root cause for everything. And from conscious unconscious and subconscious guilt, a lot of things spring. Hate, fear, and all hate, of course, uh, is evidence of self-hate. And so Jesus volunteered, took it upon himself to do his work on the cross, cross out individual and universal guilt complex, at the same time crossing out self-destructive self-hate. That's the foremost subject of the lesson at this time. Repeat it after me. Crossing out. Crossing out. Self-destructive. Self-hate. Now to dig deeper into the unconscious, subconscious regions of the mind, I ask a question that I dealt with only a moment ago because I want you to have a deep understanding of this. Why does a man have hatred for himself? Because he feels guilt. There's something that he feels guilty about and he hates that about himself. And as long as there is any conscious, unconscious, or subconscious, self-hate person is going to bring problems and troubles upon himself or herself. But there's good news in Romans the 8th chapter, the first and second verses. Let's stand and read the text. Here is gospel, good news. Because of the work that Jesus has done, there is no longer any necessity to go around feeling condemned and guilty and beating yourself. There are some people who will recognize right away, they're conscious of the fact that they have some self-hatred. And I'm going to start off right now by asking for some confessions. We, we do have confessions here, but I have them right out in front of everybody. How many of you have ever been conscious of something about yourself that you hated? You're conscious of some self-hate? All the way up. All right, maybe 40% of the people. In a sense, 
You are ahead if you recognize your self-hate. If you don't recognize it, and it's there, then it's this type of thing that the scripture speaks of when it says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You see, a person's conscious mind can never know all of the things that are in the subconscious. It's interesting. I want to say this again. The conscious mind can never know all of the things that are in the subconscious. The conscious mind can be conscious of a lot of things that are there. You can control the nature of what's in the subconscious. And frankly, when you do that, you become a self-master. You can determine the nature of what is in the subconscious simply by some of the prayers that I've been giving you out of the Bible. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth and keep the door of my lips. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And then you see the Holy Spirit will stand guardian of your unconscious, subconscious regions of mind. And only the Holy Spirit can do that. Otherwise, you may be in for some dirty tricks and surprises. <laughs> now, some people who have self-hate in the unconscious, subconscious regions of the mind would simply be appalled at the idea that there might be some self-hate. But if you can discover it, put your finger on it and get rid of it, fine. Because self-hate will cause you to do a, a number of things that you, you may not know what's going on. Like, for example, always sabotaging your good. A lot of you have been through the Christian experiences of various modus operandi and still you have some deep, unconscious, subconscious self-hate there. There's some things you haven't forgiven yourself for. This may surprise some also. But really one of the most difficult things to get a person to do is to forgive himself. That's a difficult thing. But we must all come to this place of self-forgiveness. One of the ways of... You're listening to The Divine Connection Show with your hosts, Jessica and Tasia. Peace, everyone. Peace. Welcome to The Divine Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. We are your hosts, Jessica and Tasia. Oh, we hope you all are having a good week. Um, I'm having a decent week. Mm-hmm. How about you, Tay? Yeah, I am too. Mhm. It's the week before Valentine's Day, and um, we know that not everybody celebrates these holidays. But I must say, I don't do a lot of holidays, but it's one holiday that I realize. I mean, just being honest with myself, that I really like to celebrate. So it's like there is an expectation. And then it's not like, oh, I expect to get all these gifts and all these gifts. It's like I expect to do something with my spouse. So, or do something with my girl. You know what I mean? So, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those things, like even around the holidays, um, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's like I don't really get into, like, Christmas and stuff like that, but I really do love the gatherings of family. I'm not going to act like I don't like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just don't go all out and, like, spending all this money or wasting a lot of money. I don't. I really don't do that. I haven't done that for years. So I guess everything is a process. And I guess I can't say that I've always celebrated Valentine's Day to an extent. 
you know, I've only been, I haven't been married long, and then dating-wise, you know, I've, I've celebrated it, but it's just like, it's one of those things I'm like, I'm, I just choose to celebrate it, <laughs> you know, so how about you, Paige, what do you think about Valentine's Day? Oh, I like Valentine's Day. Um, I, it's cool, you know, you spend time with, you know, the ones you love, um, your partner, significant other. But uh, with me being single, I have a advantage to view it as a different, in a different light, um, and more of a celebration of love. So, um, yeah. Whether you always, like, when I first met you, you always celebrated with your daughter. I thought that was cute. Yeah. My mom started that with me and mm-hmm. um, my siblings. So she would always make sure she bought us something or, mm-hmm. like, acknowledged it, like, mm-hmm. you know, we love you. You know, it's not yeah. it doesn't have to be, like, a whole thing or. Or like, the history of it. Like, you know, everything seems to be bad, you know, when you do the history of it. Yeah, but, like, you could just make it to be what you want it to be. You can celebrate the way you want to celebrate it. Anything, really. Mm-hmm. And um, it's more of um, a display of love for, you know, your loved ones or love, and we can view it as love for yourself. Because once you, you know, you love yourself, it's it makes it easier to love other people, and um, mm-hmm. and people can really feel that, you know, exuding from you that 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 energy. Once you uh, practice that with yourself, you know. Yeah, because it's like a confidence, and also it's just some positive um, aura that you have about yourself mm-hmm. that people can. It's it's not in anybody's way. Like you know, some aura are like Debbie Downers and uh, or insecure or you know lack confidence um, lonely timid and things like that and someone confident or radiating love that type of stuff when they're full they can give they have enough to give but if you're like walking around head down you know what I mean then you don't have anything to give Typically, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. because you need to be filled, um, and you need to you need to turn something around in your life. But uh, yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And you know how you treat yourself. You know you have a standard for yourself. How you want to treat it, you know that. Um, and nobody but anybody could treat you any certain way. You know if you have that standard for yourself. Mm-hmm. So. That's what, you know, I kind of think about when I think about Valentine's Day and um, the holiday. Yeah, there's a lot of holidays because I think it's the Chinese New Year. Is that going on? I think it's the, it says between um, January 21st and February 20th. So it's also like, you know, if you guys felt like you wasn't ready during this calendars new year that we typically count it as these days um there's always another new year to look forward <laughs> yeah there's one <laughs> just know that you can start over you know we always look at it like 
something like that, that you can start over any day or continue on any day. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I haven't touched that book in like three weeks. Okay, you can you can read it today. You can read it tomorrow. But yeah. 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 And um, I don't know. I I was thinking about this question today. Um, I I, I asked myself like, uh, do you love yourself? Do you do you really love yourself? Do you love everything about yourself? And um, I don't know. Like, what what's your initial response if you ask yourself that? Um. My initial response is yes, I love myself because I don't know. It's weird. I'm not an arrogant person by far, but I care about myself. Mm-hmm. So I care about how I'm treated. I care about my feelings. So I love myself because I don't let people get over on me in that way. And I'm protective of myself, so that is love. Mm-hmm. It's not like... Oh, I just love myself in a way that carnally thinking or what would come in to be what conceited or arrogant. Um, but even if you are confident in the way you look and the way you are and your appearance and not just your appearance, your countenance, your your persona, you know, I mean that could be a practice notion. You could if you're not where you wanna be and you wanna go somewhere, you can look in the mirror and pretend until it manifests you know, to be the successful business person that you're striving to be or the free-flowing, free-flowing uh, rainbow person you want to be. You know what I mean? All of those things can be practiced, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so, yeah, my first response would be that I do love myself. Yeah, and I like how you, you touched on about, like, and it's not being complicated, it's not being arrogant. Right. Sure, in myself, and I love myself, and I know that I know how I want to be treated. So I like that in the aspect of sometimes we do think it's selfish to uh-huh. um, do things for ourselves, or uh, it's just as if it's taken away from other people around us. But you gotta know that you gotta look out for yourself, and that's not that's not arrogant. No, not it's self care. So if you if you love yourself first, then you have love to give. Like, people don't realize that when we try to give from things that we are not filled with, we cannot succeed. And then something lacks. Like, so then, you know, if you're not full, it's draining. And then you're just tired and you just don't got it to give. And it's like you shouldn't have gave it because you wasn't full. You wasn't perfect. And then I hear, you know, you're supposed to give from your overflow. So even if you just have enough just for yourself, that's it. Like, that's how I am with my energy. That's how I am when there are other things going on and that I'm supposed to go to or I'm invited to. But if my inner self is not at peace with running here, there, I will make a decision. Even if I could go, if, even if my schedule permitted me to go attend three events, you know, out of five, and I choose one, I'll be at peace with that because I don't have that much to give if I don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I know I can go to three events out of the five, I will do that and be happy in that. And I may have to retreat after, you know, the next day I will not be, you cannot even reach me. 
you know, because I'm the type of person I have to recoup. But, uh, I mean, everybody is. But, you know, it just depends on how introverted, extroverted, and your, what your sign is. But for me, I have to. But, yeah, so it's like if I'm not full, I'm not, I may not go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on how it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you should probably just, I mean, practice giving from your overflow. And and that's part of self-care because you don't, you don't, um, it's a balance. You're not drained. You have it to give. And then when you don't have it, it's not selfish, but it's self-care. Because if you don't take care of yourself by saying no, saying no is caring for yourself. You're not being pulled and stretched too thin. You're not being taken advantage of. You know, it's a lot that comes with taking care of yourself, and sometimes that means take. I mean, that means saying no. You know. Mhm. Yeah. And not people pleasing and things like that. Yeah. That's to be detrimental. You know. Yeah, and I was thinking, you know, I asked myself that. Do you love yourself? And I'm like, yeah, I do, but it was kind of like, and this is just me being transparent and open. Um, it, it wasn't instantly like, yeah, yeah, but I was just thinking, that, you know, there are some things that I don't don't like about myself. Um, that was the first thing, like, okay, I know I'm not perfect that already uh, defeated, like, mentality that I got to remind myself to get out of, like, as far as Mm -hmm. I'm putting this on myself. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. Of course, there's things that I need to improve on, but who doesn't have things to improve on? I view view, um, myself in a way that um, I shouldn't, you know, Mhm. Like sometimes I feel like okay, you know, there's always something that you don't like, or there's something that like everybody's like that. I was about to say so. Even when I said that I love myself, not to say that I don't have any like insecurities and things like that, mm-hmm. or something that I would change about myself if I created myself, but I have learned to accept the flaws. And be okay with it. Yeah. What what, okay. what we consider, and that's another thing. What you consider flaw, well, somebody else may not. And it's like whatever you don't like about yourself. I mean, it's just it's just basic. Right. Um, it doesn't work. You know, people don't like their nose. I mean, do you have the sense of smell? Because not everybody has that. Are you able to breathe? Not everyone's able to breathe out their nose. So I tell somebody right now that has a trait. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, some people have nasal, um, their nasal patches are naturally, they're just swollen and they can't breathe out of their nose. They have to breathe out of their mouth. It's just like very basic, but be thankful, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, I mean, really, I mean, I don't want to go on a rabbit hole if you don't like something about yourself. You could probably change it, but some things you cannot change. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you don't like something about mm-hmm. yourself that you can change, just Changes. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not that simple. Sometimes it's not even that simple. But if you don't like it that much, you can find the will to try to. You gotta give examples because not every I mean, people don't 
don't even want to be born black. So, so <laughs> I'm saying things that you can Which change. Is, I love saying within reason. Yeah, yeah I within reason. I'm like, yeah, like, it's something simple as like, I, I don't like my hair or, you yeah. know, like, what? Or you don't like your weight or, you yeah. know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, your weight, like, just. But also accept yourself. And um, this is something that I told Paige that, um, is I'm I'm really tired of seeing people with getting their rhinoplasties, you know, getting their noses done because we have I mean, I can't believe how many people, celebrities actually got their noses done and I didn't know, like, you know what I mean? Because I was looking over like there's Sierra, there's um it was the last one was Christina Million. I think I was just blown away because yes, she's beautiful, but like her daughter would look exactly like her if she would have never gotten it done. And that was a prime example is what I, that's my whole point is, like, little girls need to see women that look like them because they can't just go out here and get their nose mm-hmm. done. And why everybody got to have a little teeny tiny nose in the industry? You know what I mean? So it's just like, I mean, like I said, that was a rapid hole. Yeah, but see, I like that you went there because it's like, where is this coming from? Where is this? The standards. Yeah. Is it because because I'm not like those people that I see? Yeah. Or is that why I want to change? Is because I want to be like somebody else? Or I want to change because I know my own uniqueness and I resonate with a certain style that I see or look that I see. Are you talking about the celebrities themselves that they're changing? Or are you talking about the children? Uh, like you can just say children or who, the individual, like whoever they're looking up to, or is it, you know, is it from what's inside of them? Like, okay, I identify with this, or I I feel inspired by this, so I'm gonna change my hair to be like this, or is it because I'm comparing myself to my peers, or I'm comparing myself to a celebrity? Mm-hmm. So where where is that initial? Um, that insecurity. All it has yeah. to take is the is the eye, the eye gate. It just takes. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. We, for some reason, we grow up as young girls and we compare ourselves. Like I know it's not. Like I I didn't um, recently was telling you how like I loved Brandy Norwood growing up. That was like the first singer that I loved, and I was all young and I had a book, little chapter book. I can't remember the title of it. She was on the cover, and you know, Brandy was known for her signature braids. She always had braids, and of course, I've known that. But then one day, I looked at the the book, and I just told my mom, like, I want braids like this, you know. And I had never had weed before, and so she braided my hair for me. But it's like, it's just like, it's someone I can look up to. It's someone I can relate. That's why I think it's important that women young girls see real women though, but if everybody out here get their noses done yeah. and they lighten their skin, the children have no no, no one to mm-hmm. look to to aspire. Um, not saying to be like, but they see someone that looks like them. There's way too many little girls out here that are dark skin, kinky hair, wide nose, full lips. Now, there are a lot of women still representing in the industry. I mean, it's, it's, it's taking a turn and it's growing. Mm-hmm. But I just can't, you know, I was just in disbelief. And I'm like, wow, like all these people just really have these, I don't know, it's 
you know, they say the industry make them do it or it's just it highly uh, suggested or influences you to change your body. And, you know, a lot of people get lipo, a lot of people get all these surgeries. The only one thing that I'm really sick of seeing, first of all, is all the facial nose jobs and stuff like that, like the Braxton, almost every Braxton. I love the Braxton, but almost every one of them has their nose done, and not just one time, several times. We started with Tony. You know, it's just interesting. And all their kids, it's such a genetic trait, like the kids have the nose, you know, and I just, like, look at the little girl, look. Londa's the only one that didn't get hers done, and her daughter has that signature in those, like, just rock it with confidence, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, we should love ourselves, because there's always someone else looking, but if you really, really dislike yourself that much, I really don't think you should not change something about yourself if it bothers you yeah. that much. You know, I'm not poor. I'm not. I'm not, not, I'm not against. I'm not against. Me neither. Me neither. But I am sick of seeing everybody with the same body. I'm sick of seeing those. Uh, everybody getting that fat removal. It moved elsewhere. They getting all their fat pushed to their. It's like it's on their back and their butt and their hips. The back and the hips and the butt all look the same. Everybody got the same shape. I'm like, oh, you know. At first, I didn't know it was a surgery. I thought they were. I knew it was surgery, but I didn't know it was type, and now I know what it is. And I'm just like, wow, this is out of control. Like, I I see women post-baby, if they have the money, the baby is like seven months and they're getting the surgery. They're getting a tummy tuck. Like, but people don't realize um, people are dying. Like, I knew somebody that almost died from getting a tummy tuck and a butt lift. Almost died, but they don't talk about that. There is a celebrity that's about to start talking about that, though. What's her name? Um, she's, like, in the category of Keisha Cole. Or she's not Keisha Cole. Uh, what's that girl? She has, like, the, I know everybody got the fake teeth, too, but what's her name? Kay Michelle. Oh, okay. She's, uh, she's starting a campaign, so that should come out eventually about, like, all these surgeries and the dangers of it. So she's coming out. I guess if something almost happened to her, I can't believe I know that. Um, it must have been a preview or something that I saw. But anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, um, yeah. But with uh, that, and I'm, I'm thinking about self-love in how it's not just doing for yourself, but it's also mm-hmm. like that pampering and, you know, your alone time. That's just cool. Yeah, that, that's that's great. But I uh, wanted to today to look on um, the way that you practice self-love within yourself through what you tell yourself in your oh, own okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. So um, we have to cast down the negative thoughts that pop into our head that yeah. we're not good enough and we don't deserve love. And yeah, uh, that's real. And that's a real feeling that a lot of women have, and they don't realize it. It's like when you like say you were self-reflecting and you like 
do I love my can I say I love myself? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like can I say I love myself? You ask me, do you love your daughter? Oh yes, I love my daughter. Mm-hmm. You ask me, you know, you you ask you, you, you love your parents. Oh yes, I love my parents. But like mm-hmm. so I'm like, Oh yeah, I, I mean I, I think I do. I do but I don't I love don't. this hurt. Yeah. I think I but it's that's the thing, like, it needs to be a confidence there, mm-hmm. you know, it's like reassuring, so, you know, it's just weird, it's not weird, but it's like a personality thing, too, mm-hmm. so it's like, it comes with growth, so remember how timid you used to be, like, look at where you are now compared to, like, when we first met, yeah. like, you were like, oh my god, it's like a little mouse. Is that what I should say? Like a church mouth? Yes. <laughs> Quiet, sweet, wouldn't dare, wouldn't make a peep, wouldn't say anything, you know, let people run over you, let people take advantage of you, you know, say anything, and you just go with it because you actually was conditioned. And it's like, it would feel weird. It can feel weird because that, so that was a personality. Your personality has evolved. So it still hasn't, like, fully, you're not fully there as all of us need to strive mm-hmm. for a better us. So it's, like, it can feel weird to be, like, you just haven't pushed through to have that confidence yet. But you, you've been building confidence. So yeah. to be, like, yeah, I love myself. But it's okay that there are some parts that need work. But, okay, I thought I love myself, but I realize that there's a block there, and I can't say that with reassurance. But you can say it to yourself until you believe it. That can become an affirmation mm-hmm. every day. Like, I love myself. There's nothing wrong with me. I love myself, and myself is perfect. You can say that three times a day mm-hmm. until it resonates. Yeah, and um, someone almost told me, they said, like, okay, so perfection is not getting stuff right every mm-hmm. time, 100% of the time. Perfection is maturity. Maturity. So, and that's what, then you're perfect. Then you're perfect. Wait, well, you're perfect. So then just say, then I'm perfect. I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's exactly what you, that's what you are. Mm-hmm. I'm perfect. On this journey, I'm at the place that I need to be, I should be, I'm where I should be right now in my life. Mm-hmm. Are you know what that reminds me? I'm sorry. Real quick, it just triggered my memory. I remember one time I was saying something, and we got to just watch how we say, you know, you don't realize you're saying anything negative, and, you know, turning things into just to just get all the negativity out of your speech, your next, like, it's second nature. Mm-hmm. Um, one day I was complaining about my height, and I was on the phone, I came, and I said something like, about me being short, but I was reaching for something, and I was like, there's nothing wrong with your height. And I was like, well, yeah, I know. You know, it's just like, but it still was like in the negative. I was saying yeah. in a negative tone, you know, and it's just like you, your height is perfect, like everything about who you are, you know. And then it's just like, yeah, like, I mean, I don't complain about my height, but I do admire tall people, you know what I mean? Like, and I know that some tall people, like females, are insecure about their height. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I have a niece that's like six, she's like six one, 
Yeah. Or something. I won't say six two, but I might be giving her an extra inch. But she's gorgeous, first of all. And but she's confident too. But I already know it's hard because you know, not all men are tall and we have this thing where the man gotta be taller than the woman. You know. Mm-hmm. But that's why like I try to like boost your daughter because your daughter is tall. You know, I'm just like own it. Mm-hmm. You know, own it with confidence. And I'm like that with everything. When it comes to children, I'm like that with their skin color. I'm like that with the picture of their hair. I'm just like with confidence, be mm-hmm. you. Like, but you don't realize like what that does. They grow up without having a stigma against themselves when you do it early. Like Trinity's never, like mine, she never grew up hating her skin complexion. Like, by the time, when I was younger, much younger than her, in elementary school, somebody had pointed out my skin complexion to me. You know, and then it's like, I didn't know anything was wrong with my skin complexion. You know what I mean? Like, from even from, like, kindergarten, I had, like, little white girls telling me I couldn't do something because I was black. You know, and I was just like, wait, I'm not black, first of all, I'm brown. Like, you know, <laughs> like, when you're a kid, yeah. and you know how I am, I'm a literal person. Like, wait, no. Like, you know, but it's just like, you know, start very young, but she never, she never wanted her hair straight. She never wanted brown. So it's like you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't complain about her skin color. That is, you know, it's big because kids go home wanting to be light skin, wanting to be white, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like so important to just pour into the kids. That way, it just takes it, that takes that insecurity that we will place on us or mm-hmm. even our parents growing up. Like, we had to have hair straight, couldn't have any BBs, you couldn't have any kinks and naps, and it had to be pressed and curled, you know, and the stuff, the pressures of the world, like, we make their lives a little bit easier and lighter. They don't care about those things in a negative way. They care about them in a positive way. They're just like, oh, this is who I am. And they're on to the next issue or the next thing in life that they're trying to achieve. Like, they're they're not worried about changing themselves. They're worried about doing art. You know, they're worried about doing doing fashion. That's what they're worried about right now. You know, or should I say interested in, not necessarily worried about. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to worry about that. And I think we're doing a great job at preparing them for the future and showing them what confidence is. That's all I can do. You know what I mean? Just be myself. I mean, I have my own insecurities or things that, like I said, like I would have changed if I created myself. But, you know, the things I could fix, I fixed it. And most of, mostly it was my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I got braces. But bullies, please believe me, though. When I had a little bit of crowding, the teeth were white. Oh, and I still got compliments. That's why I was like, that's, that takes me back to what we were saying in the very beginning. What you may not like, other people may like. Mm-hmm. Like, guys still liked me, you know. They, like, loved me, you know, mm-hmm. and liked my smile, you know, mm-hmm. complimented, like, be a little insecure, but not insecure about my smile. So weird. I knew I had a nice smile, but I still was a little insecure about my face. But I used to just, yeah, so like, face it. Yeah, you don't see, you don't see the same thing, you know. Yeah, you don't. Somebody might really like you for whatever it is, you know. People are attracted to gaps. I know, like, if that's all I had was a gap, please, I would have never got to I, like, I just feel like we changed so much about ourselves. 
I feel like, I'm not going to lie, I was crowding in certain spots. I felt like it took too long to get the teeth clean. And if I didn't know this, traumatized by somebody I knew that had crowding and their teeth rotted in between where they couldn't reach. So I didn't want, it was also a health thing for me. You know what I mean? I thought about it. Even though I took care of my teeth, I'm like, they could be better. You know, what if I can't get, get to those places and those teeth rot? You know, but get cavities, you know. Yeah, and that's just, you know, taking care of yourself. Yeah, that's just the higher. <laughs> yeah, so, but anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And um, so, yeah, those negative thoughts, we got to. Like, mm-hmm. cast those down, you know? Yeah. Get rid of them and eliminate them. Because, you know, the people you love, you don't, you don't say certain things to them. Like, you love your kids, but you never tell them something, you know. So, yeah. you gotta, so don't do that to yourself. You don't do the person you love. Or, like, your spouse. You know, something you just don't say. Mm-hmm. You know not to say. And something you shouldn't say. You shouldn't say. Yeah, because people really hit the little dog. <laughs> <laughs> just so... Yeah. Don't say it to yourself. Right. Yeah, don't say it to yourself. And just, since you said cast down negative thoughts, so just cast them down, fill them up with positive, positive thoughts. Yeah. Or positive affirmations. Yeah. Cast them around because you can't do nothing about the thoughts that come your way. Yeah, but you can't replace it. Exactly. You can't distract yourself to a good place. It's right. like they tell you, you choose your happiness. It's like, oh, I don't know. I hate my big feet. Like, Girl, you got the ability to walk. These feet are going, they're going to walk in places you never even thought you, that was only a dream, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These opportunities are endless. You want to go swim in, in the, I don't know, I was going to say the pink, or the pink salt, uh, salt lake, the tree you said we can't swim nowhere. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but, you know, you're going to go swim in St. Lucia, and there it is. You know what I mean? Be the fastest swimmer because your feet are going to carry you mm-hmm. People don't. I have friends that can't walk. So, look, be thankful for your feet. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's very easy after a while to and then once again, this is not is this arrogant? It's not arrogant. It's okay. <laughs> you have to be self care. You cannot give to anybody else if you don't have it. And I have. We have plans. I gotta be okay. And honestly, it's harder for me to be in a slump. So I have to take care of myself first because now I'm married. But even before that. How can I give to anybody else? I'm worried about myself. Oh, God, I'm just like, woe is me right now. I just, oh, my God, look at my life. You know, like I said, if you have a pitiful day, you're allowed to feel the way you feel for a moment. I'm not saying don't have grace on yourself, Mm -hmm. but you have to do something about it the next day, period. Okay, so it took you two days. And sometimes you don't have that much time to even be. You don't have two days. No, you don't have one day. Let me tell you, you have a half of the day or you have an hour. It really depends. Or even minutes. Because <laughs> I've been there. Like, exactly. okay, well, let me get this together. Mm-hmm. You can't spend another moment in this in this state. So, yeah, it's just like it's not it's not selfish. It's literally self-care to choose mm-hmm. to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. So now we can talk about um, some practices that we can put in place. Mm-hmm. To help, you know, program ourselves to take it better care. Practices like what? So, so 
So um, I could say, like, you could say, like, exercises or rituals or practices. Oh, oh, yeah, got you. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, go ahead before I take over and talk about self-care practices. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like everybody. I'm like, probably like this girl always talk about how she likes to do facials and stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> everybody don't want to do that. Yeah, I mean, it is just pretty much be whatever you love. Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> so if that's you, you like facials, pedicures, all day. That's what it is. Uh, some a bath with oh some nice bath salts. Yeah, but um, you can. There's also something that I'm going to start doing more of is um. Just, you know, affirmations are always, we always say that, but it's important to have affirmations to do that. Yeah. But to just to um, look in the mirror and just say these affirmations and just say them with confidence mm-hmm. and just look yourself dead in the eye and say it, say it, you know, mm-hmm. and just really start to believe that. Yeah. And that's what anything. Yeah. 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 So, so it like, starts with self right here. So if so you don't have it. Yeah. I mean, like, just example, you know, do anything, whatever you say, you know, make it your own. But Yeah, give like, us some examples. Like, you can just say, you know, I love my body. Um, like you said, I, I love what it does for me. Um, I love my body. All it does for me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Too. Like, I am enough. Mm-hmm. I'm worth love. You're I, worthy of love. Yeah, I am worthy of love. Mm-hmm. I respect my boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. Today, I choose myself. Okay, but I respect my own boundaries. Yeah. People, mm-hmm. you have to, like, let that soak in. <laughs> that can be a whole other conversation, and we won't go down that road, but I respect my own boundaries. Mm-hmm. Boom. Today, I choose myself. Today, I choose me. <laughs> I love the woman that I am. Yes, I love the woman that I am, and in some cases, I love the man that I am. (laughs) I am loved. Mm -hmm. I am deserving of love. I am kind to myself. Mm -hmm. Love flows from within me. Mm -hmm. I am beautiful inside and out. I embrace my uniqueness and individuality. Okay. I deserve happiness. Okay. I let go of negative self-talk. Yes, I let go of negative self-talk. And you know, one of my affirmations or chants, I, um, anything negative I say against myself cannot manifest. Mm-hmm. I literally say that. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we don't, we do it all the time unknowingly. Mm-hmm. And unintentionally, so it's like, look, and words are powerful, so I, I cancel it out, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. And um, I am whole. I am whole. That's it. Should we talk about that? Should we talk about that one day? I feel like we did before, but it doesn't matter if we already did. That's gone. <laughs> that date has passed. It's okay to revisit it because, yes. Being whole, that is that could be a whole other thing. I know that was very important to me, even when I started dating for someone to 
be whole already because that already means that you're healed. And I'm not saying you don't ache in certain areas. But come on now. People that need six and half person. Come on, let's just be whole together. People think it's cute to be like, oh, I'm a half person. You're a half person. Together we make it a whole. No. Two whole people make it a whole, make it a whole person. Now, I know people got their, some people got baggage, but if you got baggage, you better lighten that load before you settle down with somebody. Come on, it'll make your life and someone else's life easier. Like, let's be better. We're striving for greatness, even if it's just put within ourselves. I don't want people to always think striving for greatness means we are trying to get this money bag. No, striving for greatness is being all of you and who you are, all of who I am right now. <laughs> Hello, mental health is greatness. You know, to be in your right state of mind, to be free from bondage, to be, you know, mm-hmm. able to do things that you did not used to be able to do, go places you didn't think you could travel or go, pick up and go. I mean, just everything. Just saying. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. One day we'll talk about that. But yeah, so I mean, it is. It is um, Valentine's. We're still on that lovers' holiday. <laughs> but yeah, but see how we turn that around into making it about yourself. Mm-hmm. And then when you take care of yourself, you're able to give to someone else. So spend that, you know, to spend that time with someone else. Or shoot, if you notice that your partner or someone you love is lacking, you can even do these things with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Even discussion. Yeah, discussion and with uh, your significant other or it could be your a friend. That's not for anybody. Oh, yeah, I think that's good. And um, and there's some other practices that um, you can do. Is, like another one is um, vision board. Mm. You, or you could just draw out, you know, what images of things that resonate with you, things that you love, things that you aspire to be. Mm-hmm. And make that fire to have, yeah, fire to have, and just to see that every day. I that right. That's how you train because your what is it? Your your mind, your brain doesn't know what's reality in real life, and um, doesn't know what's reality in fantasy. So just bring your fantasy into your your reality. It's part of a manifestation practice, but it's the actual real practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a real thing. And then also, I, you could. Last year, I had bought myself a piece of jewelry, and I, I, for some reason, I'm drawn to um, hearts, and always been like that with hearts. I love hearts. Really? That's the pattern yeah, that I have. Like I'll have. And I bought myself a bracelet, and it's a heart on it. Oh, yeah. And I bought it for myself last Valentine's Day. It's a Tiffany. <laughs> right. 
is a treat to you. So. Yeah, and then I just look at that and I'm like, I don't know, it makes me feel good to see that I have that and that I love myself. That's just a constant reminder, like, wow, like, that's the token to myself for myself. Right. That was cute. I really like that you did that. See, but you know self-love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know self-love because you you treated yourself last Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something. So this year I'm trying to focus more on the, my thoughts and me love myself by my actions and what I do. You know, showing myself that I, I love myself as far as um, the mindset that I have. Right. And then, um, so you can create, write, write yourself a, a poem, write yourself a song, uh, create a video, okay. something like that. Yeah, like for yourself. That would be nice. There are people that can play the guitar mm-hmm. and they can write themselves a song or play the piano. You don't have to play an instrument at all. But that just made me think of that. Like, Yeah, whatever whatever you're good at. If you're good at making videos, you can make yourself a clip, like, just of you. <laughs> and, no, like, that's for real, like, because that would help, you know. I think that would help me because I don't take pictures. I don't like taking pictures. I don't like. That would be a beautiful reminder. Once in a while, you need to pull something up, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so that's that's all good stuff. I I recorded my voice saying some things, um, saying some inspirational quotes and scriptures, and I will play them back once in a while so it could be in my memory bank. I used to do that practice. So I don't know what you're saying. It, it, it's very much real and effective. Mhm. Yeah. Well, yeah, those are just some things, and um, I don't know. I came across something. Uh, I found. Um, it was really interesting, and it was saying that um, a practice could be to write yourself your own vows. So, like, they have, like, you know how they have marriage vows? Have soul vows for yourself, mm-hmm. what you vow Ooh, wow. yourself. So, like, you could just say, example, like, just some things that I wrote down for myself. I said I vow to make a commitment to myself to my hopes, to my dreams, to my goals. Okay. And, like, I I vow never to settle or to be mediocre. Ooh. Like, These are, look, vows are serious, though. I don't take them lightly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that mm-hmm. means, like, there's no going there's, back, Yeah. basically. <laughs> I mean, people break vows all the time, but, like, a vow, like, it's, like, just be simple, yes, be yes, you know, be no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, um... I vow to love myself unconditionally. Mm. And that's the question. Do you love yourself unconditionally? If we're picking that little, yeah, I love myself, but, you know, mm. is it conditional? So go ahead. Yeah, that's where I want to go. So, you know, like you say you take it seriously. You take it this is what I do intend to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I vow to be true to myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I vow to comfort and encourage myself through difficult times. Wow. So you can make it whatever you want. You can make it 
you can make it as simple as you want, just staying them out. You can, you can make a, uh, like you said, you could have like a, you could get a group of people and do this with. Um, Accountability. Right. Somebody to stay accountable. Um, you could do the whole thing, make an altar, just how seriously you want to take it. You know, mm-hmm. it might be as simple as that, or you could take yourself on a trip, say, oh, I'm having um, a ceremony with myself yeah. and do these vows in front of, like, the ocean or something or, you know. Oh, that would be nice, yeah. So how Whatever you are, how, what, you can how you write them down it. and burn it up? <laughs> yeah, okay. you can write it down, burn it up. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was really cool that I found and I just wanted to share. Good. Thanks for sharing on the airwaves. <laughs> it re- hopefully it resonates with someone. Mm-hmm. Just like we love for everything, you know, we hope that things resonate with you guys out there on the airwaves and that. Um, we are connected divinely mm-hmm. at this moment. And yeah. So, once again, we appreciate you guys for tuning in to our Divine Connection show, which is every Thursday. Um, this time we started a little early, but it still was basically 7 o'clock. Um, we had to start a little earlier at 6.30, but um, you know, we have other shows going on. We have on um, Sundays, we have Beth's show with Independent Thinkers. That came show on Tuesdays, True Tuesdays. And I believe we still have Solomon's Temple on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. And then, of course, the Divine Connection show at 7 on Thursdays. And then on Saturdays is Akeem Jr.'s show, right? Mm-hmm. Saturday. On Saturday. At what time? I believe it's 7. Yeah. All right. But... Yes. Make sure you check us out. Um, check out our website at jtmuse.com, jtmuse.com. Check out the merchandise we have, um, and also check out some of the templates and other things that we offer. Peace, everyone. Good night. If you want to experience the very best of life, you must believe that you deserve the best. Too many religious people are taught to believe that they don't deserve anything. And some religious people even pray that prayer. Oh, Lord, I know I'm not worthy. I'm going to ask for some confessions on national television. How many of you have ever prayed a prayer like that? Lord, I know I'm not worthy. Come on, up with those hands. Chicken. All right, I have two. I know better now. I know the truth, and I'm free. But listen, anything that you don't feel you're worthy of, you can't have. Anything that you feel you do not deserve, that you're not worthy of, you automatically cut yourself off from that good. Listen, you cross yourself up when you pray and ask the presence of God in you for something, and then you say, Now, Lord, I know I'm not worthy. You might as well forget it, honey. (laughs) Believe that you deserve the best. Now, let me give you a bombshell. I want everybody to get quiet. Everybody just walk and sit in the nearest empty seat. Quickly, listen. I want you to hear this. If you ever heard anything, I'm going to tell you something 
that's only going to take 10 seconds to tell you. But I want you to hear this if you forget everything else I've said. Because what I'm about to tell you will bring you anything good that you desire, and it will bring it to you quickly. It will bring it to you in the nowness of consciousness. Listen. Anything that you can actually think and feel that you are worthy of must come to you. Don't clap yet. Hold on. I want to be redundant about this. Please listen. Hang on to every word. Anything that you can honestly think and feel that you deserve must come to you. If any person in this congregation are listening on the radio or looking at on t television, if you can honestly think and feel that you are worthy and deserve a million dollars, that million dollars must come to you. In our philosophy, which we call the science of living, we say it this way, whatever you want in your experience, Hold it first of all, accept it first of all in your consciousness. If you could get a million dollar feeling, a million dollars would have to come to you if it looked like it was dropping out of the sky. It wouldn't actually be coming from outside of you. It would be coming from within your own consciousness. And of course, this is one of the great mystic secrets. Nothing really comes to you from outside of you. Everything comes to you from within your own consciousness. Everything comes to you from within your own inner feeling about yourself. Not according to what others think and feel about you, but your experiences come to you. Your cursing or your blessing, your good or your evil comes to you out of your own inner consciousness. And once again, let me make the startling statement. If any person could honestly feel and think that he is deserving and worthy of a million dollars, that million dollars would come to him so fast until it would make his head spin. Now, wait a minute. We've had an example in this service. Mother Packnett, who used to be the blind old lady, and who was healed. And she was taught by me and many of our services that we deserve the best. This is what I teach the people, that you deserve the best. You deserve the best because you're God's child. You don't have to beg God for anything. The day of begging, praying is over. This is the day of accepting the goodness of God. 